Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast, Way by Positivity. I'm your host, Valerie. And if you're new here, I want to say, hey, hello, how are you? Come in, get comfortable. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to bless you with this podcast episode. If you are not new and you're returning because you love me, you really, really love me. Thank you. I appreciate your listenership. You know, without you guys, this podcast would not have the success that it's having. And um, and I want to say thank you. So if you listen to my last episode, you know, I've been reading. And I've been reading this book by Alice Walker, um, the author of The Color Purple. It's called In Love and Trouble. And it's a series of short stories, right? And so I've just decided to read these short stories and bring you guys a quick review. So if you don't want to hear what the stories are about, then come back once you read it. And then maybe there's a, you know, commentary that you and I can have. However, um, this may be a spoiler alert for you. So, um, again, this is from the book by Alice Walker called In Love and Trouble. And the first short story, I mean, the the second short story that I'm about to bring to you guys is called Really Doesn't Crime Pay? Really doesn't crime pay this is the title of the second short story in the book in love and trouble by alice walker this is about the character myrna and i was talking to a friend of mine and uh she said she really did like this title um however after reading this i read this story a few times y'all because it was just so this is the setting it doesn't say at what time of the year it is, and um, but Myrna is writing in a journal, and um, she starts off by talking about this guy Mordecai Rich. She really doesn't say who he is. I mean, if he's a coworker, if he's a mentor. Um, but she doesn't have nice things to say about him. Like she portrays him to be like this really cold and callous kind of guy. And um, her husband doesn't like him. And uh, when they met, a conversation transpired between the two of them, which left Myrna's husband, Rule, feeling some type of way about where they lived. So she's... Um, well, I'm sorry, at the beginning of the, the short story, it, it has taken place after a certain um, uh, event has taken place. Um, she's describing her husband, Rule. He's an army vet. Um, he owns a store and he is a peanut farmer. But when he was in the army, he went traveled places, and one of the places he traveled to was France. And 
she's talking about her hands being like some lady. Uh, I take it as a very delicate, primped kind of lady. And um, she explains how her husband went to France and he's like obsessed by French women. And he says she resembles the French women. And so he wants her to be like the French women. So, you know, he wants her to smell, you know, florally, you know, really, you know, he wants everything about her to be, you know, prim and, you know, princess-like and delicate. You know, he discounts her writing. She's a writer, an aspiring writer. And he thinks all of it is foolish. You know, you have a husband. You should, you know, go out to the mall and shop every day and come home and make sure you're pretty and primped when I get here and, you know, dinner is cooked and have babies. But she's a writer. And she feels some type of way about that because he, he he's very... Uh, he says it very rude, rude-ish. I mean, he's just, you know, basically makes her writing sound like a, the most stupid thing a woman could do. And then you have Mordecai, who is, um, I don't know, I think Mordecai knows that how Rule treats her, and he's, you know, he's waiting. He's waiting for her to fall, you know, so he can get there and he can catch her and do it, you know, you know, take advantage of the situation any way he can. But Rule doesn't like Mordecai. He thinks he's just disgusting. And Rule has bought this house, right? And it has to be, it has this new furniture. Everything in it is new. It's just new. And he's telling her, isn't it, isn't it great? And she's really not impressed by it, you know, because she knows that he bought it to kind of throw it in Mordecai's face. You know, trying to put on airs and be something that they're really not. But she agrees, you know, she goes along with it. And so... She's, you know, finds herself, um, you go, you, they end up going back to the beginning, like two years prior, and you read her journal. So all you're finding all of this out, reading her journal entries. And they go back to the beginning. So she's got this Mordecai guy, and she's spending time with him in this concrete great area, whatever. And, um, and she, I guess she likes to be around him because he's a writer as well, right? And so time has gone by and she's spending time with him. And then she goes home and she has to listen to her husband beg for babies, you know, and discount her writing skills and being a writer. And then she spends time with Mordecai and, you know, He's all supportive and everything. So one day, they're spending time together, and uh, he takes her journal from her, and he's reading through her journal, and he sees what she says about rule. And then he reads this story that she wrote about 
a, a farmer who had a wife and he was a drunk and he couldn't get up and see, tend to the farm and she did it and in the midst of it she gets trampled by horses and stuff and she injures it but he doesn't want to take her to the doctor because he doesn't want the town to know that he's a drunk and he couldn't take care of his manly duties and in the and she ends up catching gangrene right finally calls a the doctor they have to cut her leg off so he's trying to you know have relations with her and he just really can't he can't do it you know so he stops and it causes her to commit suicide so he doesn't tell anybody she commits suicide because he doesn't want anybody to know that he was married to a one-legged woman and so he buries her and tells people she went off you know out of town to see her mom or something so mordecai is like ah, i can't believe you wrote this you know and i guess she has other stories like that and he's like just really amazed at how uh, gruesome her stories can be and so he says she tells him of all this other stuff she's written and he's like oh that's that's awesome you should give me some of it and i can see what i could do with it and so she's so excited about this and she allows him to put that d on her so he deed her up and baby she just whew, i i mean i just don't understand because the way she described him he wasn't very attractive but you know he's treating her the opposite of what her husband is treating her right so he put the d on her and now she's all you know because she liked it you know he didn't he didn't turn her out so she goes back home to her husband and life goes on and he really wants to have a baby so he sends her to the doctor to, to the fertility doctors and they're giving her all this medicine and she still can't have any kids but one day she goes and she can't for some reason Mordecai has disappeared and of course I didn't know this was going to happen but Mordecai disappears and she's looking for him uh, she up and down the street looking for him and people looking at her crazy because they know she's looking for this man that's not a husband you know it's just like she's really making a fool out of herself right but um she is sitting in the, the doctor's office one day and she's reading this magazine and bam there's this story about a farmer who had a wife who went and was doing these duties because he was drunk and ended up having an accident and it's spun around they've spent it around they've changed things around but she knows it's her story and it's written by Mordecai Rich that's his name Mordecai Rich and so she goes home and she you know husband wants to do it and she's you know like yes 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 until he finishes and then you know she's done and she finds herself at a breaking point and guess what that breaking point finds her this chick went and got her husband's saw chainsaw 
Not a regular saw. Chainsaw. Not girlfriend. If you really wanted to cut his head off, you wouldn't have got a chainsaw because when you got to power that sucker up, he was going to wake up. And maybe she didn't really mean to kill him, but she wanted to scare him. She wanted him to think about some stuff. And uh, she cuts it, she cuts it on and he wakes up. And so he calls it a breakdown. We call it fed up. So she never sees, but Mordecai never comes back. And so she is living day by day. She starts going to the mall. She's buying all this shit. You know, she's saying she's buying all these shoes that are going to turn moldy and because it's going to be in the, the basement. She's never going to wear them. She's doing what he is expecting her to do. She's shopping every day. She's buying all these hats no one's ever going to see or wear. The only thing that she really likes out of all the purchases that she makes is the hand cream the concealers, the lip gloss, um, and she's making sure she's, you know, all flowery and shit, and dinner is cooked when he comes home, and she said that she, this is how the story ends, she said that she will, um, milk the cow, basically, until she is ready to leave. So she is going to continue to buy all this stuff and spend all this money. She's going to continue to buy the flowery stuff and smell good and look good the way he wants her to look. And she's going to continue to do that. But while she's doing that, she's going to continue to pop that little yellow pill in her mouth that's going to guarantee she will never have a baby for rule. And uh, that's in my words. <laughs> that's how I, I'm ending the story in my words. But yeah, so you want me to be this kind of woman? You, you, you got it. I'll show you. I'm going to be this kind of woman, and I'm going to do it as long as I want to. However, I'm going to make sure I never, you, you're not going to get the one thing you begged me for, crying, pleading, all this other stuff. Mm-mm, you ain't getting it. I know most of it is, you know, her taking it out on Mordecai as well, but she's taking it out on him because you can't just talk about me and what I want to do. You can't just tell me what I'm going to do. But, you know, husband's supposed to support their helpmate, which is ridiculous. So that's how the story ends. And, of course, I had to read this a few times because, again, it's in journal form, you know, uh, it starts off with page 200 or something, but then you flip back to page 80 because I guess they had to throw in the bullshit that Mordecai sent her through. But, um, yeah, I knew he was gonna take her shit and use it as, as his own. I knew it, I wasn't surprised, even though I was like, son of a bitch, took my shit and published it as his and that's why he didn't come around he didn't come around no more what do you need to come around for anymore he already got the goodies so i don't know if this would be i still say this is you know the book is called in love and trouble 
I think this is more trouble, less than love. Or maybe it is in love because, you know, like I say, when old boy put the D on her, she was like, hey, where you at? Where you at? So I think I kind of, I can relate to this story. Let me tell y'all why. When I was, had just got married and I look back on this a lot sometimes and be like, how could I? I went to church a lot. We went to church a lot. Sometimes we went with his family. Sometimes we went by ourselves. But he always wanted me to be dressed up in these suits. You know, the suits, the skirt, and the jacket. And the jacket comes down kind of low. And the arms got this, you know, all this embroidery or jewels on it embossed i guess that's what you call it the front down the front would always have some kind of you know uh design and you know beaded up and just you know these suits and his mama wore these suits and i was thinking like why did i wear these suits i was barely 20 i was in my early 20s why in the hell would i wear a suit like that to church like what what the hell was i thinking allowing him to dictate me wearing these suits they was for the old lady old ladies i'm sorry older women i'm sorry i'm just it's that's y'all's it wasn't my I, there's no what there's no reason for me to have been wearing those suits but i did it anyway to please him and i was so unhappy i hated him like i hated him so much y'all whenever i moved out of my house when we divorced i left him in the closet whoever moved, whoever came in to clean out that house when they went to the closet they saw an entire closet full of clothes that I did not want. I refused to bring them with me because I had no plans on wearing that shit ever again. And I didn't. And I still don't. Yeah. That's my relation to that story. What about you? Tell me if you can relate to this story. Yeah. Another thing is, um, I don't know if I want to disclose that with y'all. I don't know y'all like that. We ain't that close. Uh, but yeah, so this story was called Really Doesn't Crime Pay? And I guess the crime in this story would be that she took birth control pills so she wouldn't get pregnant. Because he was sending her to the doctor. They was giving her all different kind of medications to get her pregnant. But she wasn't going to get pregnant because she was taking that birth control pill. And I think that's the crime. Did it pay? Yeah. Because can you imagine if she did have kids for him? Oh, my gosh. She would never have been able to leave, I'm sure. And she would have been so freaking unhappy. She wouldn't have never done anything with those stories that she wrote. So I hope 
you guys get a chance to check out the book, read it for yourself. If you do and you have commentary, hit me up on my social media platform and my DMs. Make sure you're you're courteous and respectful. I don't, I don't mind you hopping in the DM. Uh, for some of you, you can make comments on Spotify. I'm interested in hearing what you're saying or what you got to say about it. And uh, so that's going to be it for, for today. Uh, remember, if you're going to be swayed, be swayed by positivity.